Today on Stick to Football, we are chilling at the BR Gridiron House at 1111 Lincoln Road. Mello Connor, myself, Matt. We have a live audience. There's a DJ. It's going to be a little crazy today. There's a swing set. There's a swing set. They're handing out Taco Bell. Handing out Pat Mahomes shirts. I should have worn mine. I got one. So yeah, I don't, I don't think we would have let that me. fly. But yeah. we're excited to be here. Excited to have an awesome show. Obviously, we finally got the name right. Eleven Eleven Lincoln. We've been calling it one 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 one. Eleven Eleven sounds a hell of a lot better than there are seven ones in this address. Uh, trying to find. Yeah, it. then you have to try to think. Did I say three or five? I don't know. But there are a lot of ones. This show comes out Monday morning. Mello or myself will probably be hung over on South Beach. Somebody come find me, bury me, uh, dig me out of the sand because uh, this show comes out after the Super Bowl. But in true sticks football fashion, we're not going to let that stop us from doing what we normally do. A blind review is going to happen. We're going to talk to our guy, Kenny Vaccaro, former Texas safety. Tennessee Titans, more importantly, more importantly a safety. former Texas safety, I don't know about that one. but now a, a Titan safety was with the New Orleans Saints. We've talked to him about trying to stop this Chiefs offense, what it's like to tackle uh, Derrick Henry, which cannot be fun. And then, guys, we have a lot to talk about as far as the, the quarterbacks in this class because there's been a lot of news coming out this week. And that's where I want to start the show today because we have – you're down here on, on Radio Road doing media and all the prospects come through. Joe Burrow was on with our guy Lefko. Two has been doing social stuff. Uh, follow that on at BR Gridiron. They've been all over the place. Almost all of them. Almost all of them. And, and I don't <laughs> even think it's fun talking about Joe Burrow anymore. It, it's like he's penciled into the number one pick with Cincinnati. That's locked in. It's done. We know he's a good player. I think everything shifts right now to what's going to happen with Tua Tungavailoa. Well, I think with, with Burrow, I think the one thing we do have to talk about, he comes out this week and says he wants to go number one, but he wants to go to a team committed to winning Super Bowls. And Joe is very media savvy. He knows every word that comes out of his mouth what that means. I think it's interesting because Carson Palmer in Miami this week said that he felt like the Bengals were never committed to winning a Super Bowl. They're using the same verbiage. So I don't want to start the conspiracy theory that Joe Burrow is going to pull an Eli and say, I'm not going to Cincinnati. We've talked to Jim Nagy about the connections there with Zach Taylor. The head coach of Cincinnati played with Joe Burrow's older brothers at Nebraska. They have a lot of dots to connect between these two teams. But I do think it's interesting, at least, that Burrow would say, yeah, I want to be the first overall pick, but I would rather go somewhere where they're committed to winning. You're the veteran of the booth here today. You weren't covering the draft for Eli, were you? No. How old do you think I am? We <laughs> <laughs> said that everything was pretty old. I was 21. I was 21 years old. I can't imagine though, trying to Damn, cover you could a draft. you have a beer during that draft? I did have a beer during like that draft. I was in kindergarten. <laughs> right? Right? That's but why I get the big boy chair. If <laughs> Joe right. Burrow were to say, I want to go to a different team, it would wreck the whole draft. Everything, all the work that we put in for the last almost a year on this would change everything would change in that split second it would and i think Bengals fans have asked us at least a couple are wondering what would the price even be and you're talking multiple first round picks for that kind of move no matter where it is you have to figure the dolphins would be interested in making that kind of move there's no doubt about that i think a lot of teams would maybe even the the vegas raiders would do something crazy i just don't think we're ready for that conversation yet well and a team like the indianapolis colts they have one first round pick this year they have two second round picks this year and a GM and Chris Ballard who went to Indianapolis thinking he had his franchise quarterback in Andrew Luck. And then Andrew up and retires. And he's left with Jacoby Brissett who eh, has been okay. But he's, he's not what we think Joe Burrow could be. So I think it's only interesting because the verbiage that both quarterbacks used and the obvious connection there. I, I will say that with, with Joe, he, he knows that, that coaching staff. He knows the front office. If he didn't want to be a Cincinnati Bengal, we wouldn't be hearing about it on the Dan Patrick show or you know on, on the Lefko show. We'd be hearing about it. Uh, it's not going to be channels. a Kyler Murray situation last year when we were at the Super Bowl and everybody started talking about, is he coming out or anything like that. Joe Burrow's got a good head on his shoulders. I think he goes to Cincinnati. I don't think we have any problems with that. I think he just wants to make sure that the scouting department, the front office, and everybody's committed to the same goal that he is because we've even poked fun at the Bengals. Yeah. They, they don't employ a lot of scouts. They don't travel to a lot of games, and you're going to have to to surround him with a good team. Well, they have a reputation of it being a franchise that, let's be real, guys, it's they can be cheap at times. And, and I think for Burrow, there's an aspect of this of, listen, he's going home, and, and that means a lot to him. Right. He's spoken about where he's from. He's spoken about the community. He's raised money for that community. But I think he also needs to set the tone right now and put the pressure on them and say, listen, you have the number one pick, and I'm excited to go home, but you better, better be ready, like LSU was, to not just be in it. You need to be ready to spend money to win football games and get this thing going in the right direction the second I step foot on that And maybe facility. he's saying, hey, with the 33rd pick, please draft Justin Jefferson. Hey, yeah. If he's there. Yeah, give he's me, there. Yeah, give me my guy, there. right? You know, build some town around him. 
Connor, you mentioned it, though. Tua Tagovailoa continues to – it seems like every time we stop talking about him, he makes news. Earlier this week, he said he will be at the Combine, uh, and I think it was a little confusing the way he worded it. A lot of people ran with it and said, oh, he's going to perform at the Combine. That's not what he said. He said he doesn't expect to win the 40. He's not trying to win the bench press. He wants to win the medicals, and we've talked about this a lot with Tua, where the draft conversation with him starts at number three overall. It could be number three, it could be number six, number seven, it could be 12, it could be 13, it could be 30, it could be 30. He could go late in the draft. It all depends on the hip where we just, no one can have an educated opinion right now about where he's at. But he is right that the medicals, the physical that he has to pass late February when we get to the scouting combine is really what we're waiting to see with his draft stock. I mean, I think we've come full circle on Tua when you look at this right now. I mean, he starts out the year as the number one overall quarterback. He starts out as projected number one pick. Obviously, the injury, we talk about, hey, maybe he falls out of the first round. Maybe he comes back to school. Now, with all the medical you know, updates and indications, it looks like Tua has worked his way right back into the top three again. He's obviously not going to supplant Joe Burrow as the number one pick. We don't expect that. But I think the tricky thing with Tua is right now, it's no secret the Miami Dolphins love him, and they have for quite some time now. The problem is every single team knows that, and all of those teams behind them or and the teams in front of them can start to plot how they're going to move up and down this draft board, give up draft capital to go get him, or get, get more draft capital to move back down. So I think Miami at five is one of the most interesting spots of this draft, and that's because of Tua, assuming those medicals go right at the combine, which I like that he came out and got in front of it. He said, listen, before even the physical stuff gets going he needs to show that he's okay medically and cleared to go and it's interesting uh, to his dad uh, yesterday in an interview said the dolphins are the preferred destination for him so it's funny you go back and listen to the show in august and we were like oh tank for tua they're tanking for tua yeah, the dolphins will get him they accidentally won five games and so they have the number five overall pick in this draft but on the other side of that like we've said with the jets before uh, the browns before the eagles Teams have known, okay, we're going to have to move up to get our quarterback, and so they stockpile draft picks. And that is what the Miami Dolphins have done by trading Laramie Tunsil, by trading Kenny Stills, by getting rid of some of those contracts, the guys that we didn't think were going to be there long term. They now sit at number five overall. They sit at number 18 overall. And they also sit at, we come back around, number 26 overall. So this team has a ton of picks where, like the Eagles did when they traded up to get Carson Wentz, they've already set the table with those draft picks where they can now go up and get their guy. So if two is the guy from the Miami Dolphins, it's not a matter of draft capital because they have 13 picks in this draft. So what they have in the second round is also huge. What they have in next year's draft where they have two first-rounders is huge. So if the Dolphins love Tua, they can go up to three and grab him. If the Lions, I mean, if the Lions have any sense about themselves, they're going to answer that phone call. Well, they purposefully put themselves in this situation. They knew they needed to rebuild. They traded off some really good players, young players too, to put themselves in this position. I think it's going to cost two first-round picks, whether it's moving up to three or even four, I think that teams are going to say, we know you have the picks. You're going to have to give us something. Yeah, it's probably going to be two first-round picks. Yeah, I think when you look at it, they're probably sitting there hoping that they could trade 39, 56, those two second-rounders they have along with five to go up to three. But I'm with Mello where a lot of teams are going to sit there and they're going to hold out for at least that 26th overall pick and try to double up on first-rounders. And if you're Miami, it's an interesting situation because you've promised this rebuild for a long time, right? You have Chris Greer who finally gets upgraded to the big boy chairs GM after a lot of years behind Mike Tannenbaum there. You've been just completely, you know, building out this foundation now or trying to build out this foundation. You need a quarterback in place. You can't go into next year with just Ryan Fitzpatrick as the only guy. No, and, and Ryan Fitzpatrick this week said he expects to be back in Miami, so I think he even knows the deal. He's going to be a bridge quarterback again, which he's really, really good at. He'll be a bridge quarterback until he's 65 exactly. years old. Exactly, and that beard will be majestic, and, and he'll, he'll be still be playing when he's yeah. 65 years old. So I, I think we're starting to see the draft, like the top picks take shape. We know Joe Burrow. We think Joe Burrow is going to go number one overall. Feel really, really good about it. We think Chase Young is going to go number two. Feel even better about that, actually. I feel better about Chase Young going number two overall than I do. You know, like we talk about confidence meter, like Joe Burrow, it's like 99.9 at one. Chase yeah. Young at two is 100%. And then at three, if there's not a trade up, then Detroit looks at someone like Jeff Okuda. But if two is off the board in the top five, and we, we think he will be, the Panthers at seven, the Chargers at six, Panthers at seven. There's a lot of teams right after that need a quarterback, guys. And we were just in Mobile, Alabama. Some of us haven't even been home since we were in Mobile, Alabama. And some of us have. Right, yeah, lucky guys here. <laughs> we saw Justin Herbert have, I think, one of the better weeks I've ever seen a quarterback have there. And I would say, you know, Baker Mayfield had a good week. Josh Allen had a good week. Carson Wentz had a good week there. Uh, Dak Prescott, Derek Carr. I, I think you put Justin Herbert in the conversation of one of the better weeks that I've seen 
seen in 10 years of going to the Senior Bowl. Yeah, and I think he showed that he can make those NFL throws. He's not just a guy that's going to sit there and run the RPOs at Oregon. Watching him throw the ball from the hash to the sideline is what I wanted to see in Mobile, and we did. And I think a lot of teams fell in love with him, especially the team sitting at number six and number seven. The Chargers, we know they're moving on from Phillip Rivers. The Panthers, I don't really know what they're doing yet, but I know that looking at that position, you're drafting number seven. You don't want to be that high again. You probably want to go get your quarterback. But you see, to they, start to build Cam this. said this week he's going to be back. That's what they say. Odell said he wasn't going to trade last year. <laughs> sure, that's a good point. Well, the great thing for the Panthers is they don't have to rush here. I mean, you have Matt Rule there who's on a, what, six-year deal. You have Joe Brady there now who's a 30, 30-year-old offensive coordinator. So when you look at it for them, they don't have to rush. But talking about Justin Herbert, we love what he did last week in Mobile. And there's no doubt he solidified himself as a top-ten pick. But it goes back to something you said, Matt. When do we get to see him go to the second and third reads? Because you don't get to see that in practice very often with Herbert. I still think in a one-read offense, which does exist now, we've seen it with Sean McVay a lot, with Jared Goff, there's a lot of times where guys are schemed open. And Herbert can flourish in that. He can move very well. He can run. He obviously has a really strong arm. But he needs to land in the right spot. And I think it's really come down to the Chargers and Panthers for him in those spots. But... I'm still curious to watch the Vegas Raiders and the Colts in this, and maybe even the Bucks. They're sitting on the back end watching at 12, 13, and 14. Do they do something aggressive to go up? How much longer is Bruce Arians going to be coaching? Maybe he wants to go get a guy now. John Gruden, we'll see what the relationship is with Derek Carr. We, hear we thought this they wanted one year. last year. Yeah, we thought they wanted one last year. We see, no, right. quickly he sours on guys. And the Colts, it's no secret they're going to be looking at quarterbacks. No, I, I definitely don't think the Colts are a secret. So, Ideal landing spot for me, Justin Herbert, is L.A. Uh, I think the scheme fit is good, but also you get a team moving to a stadium. You need exactly. to sell tickets, and you need to do that with the hopes and dreams of a rookie quarterback, especially one who's well-known on the West Coast. So yep. sometimes it's like, oh, doesn't, business doesn't need to factor into this. No, they need to sell tickets. They couldn't get 22,000 people to go to a soccer stadium. They're going to have to sell some tickets. I think Justin Herbert helps them do yeah, that. Yeah, I think they almost need a complete rebranding, and I think that starts on the football field with the quarterback. I agree with you. I think Justin Herbert... Uh, We can probably pencil him in. Mock drafts get really screwed up because one trade will ruin it all. But right now, I think a safe bet would be Justin Herbert to the Chargers. And as we wrap up our first segment here live from BR Gridiron House, guys, there are a couple other quarterbacks, and it seems like everyone basically agrees in the top three, and then all hell breaks loose because you have Jordan Love, who's like, what do you do with a guy who threw 17 picks in 2019? What do you do with Jacob Eason, who we really have like two seasons of film, but there was the year and a half or the year off didn't have a ton of talent around him at Washington. Really seemed to struggle against good defenses. And then you have Jake Fromm, who did nothing at Georgia really the last two years. But three years ago, I'm firing off tweets about Jake Fromm looks like a future QB1. So I think there are a lot of questions about these guys. That's how I stack them. Jordan Love, Jacob Eason, Jake Fromm. And I'll say with Jordan Love and Jacob Eason, they could be top 15 picks, and I would not be surprised. And those are risky top 15 picks. Hella risky, as my children would say. I mean, they really feel like they're on the Josh Allen spectrum of risky. And I know Allen, the Bills had a really, really nice season. We're seeing him develop. But once again, there's a reason. When you're that out of control with the football, like Eason and Love specifically have been, the counter with Fromm is the opposite. He's not a guy that takes chances. I think he's a guy that manages the game really well. You can't use a first-round pick on a guy like that, though. That's a long-term Shouldn't, backup, right? spot starter kind <laughs> right. of guy. I mean, I think the best version you get out of Jake Fromm in the future is Kirk Cousins, but I don't think he's on Kirk Cousins' level. Well, yeah, I would put it like Kirk Cousins, Andy Dalton. The yeah. guy that you take probably in the second round, at the beginning of the, of the second round, maybe let him develop a little bit for a year or two behind somebody, and then he can come in and start taking reps. I don't think he's ready to immediately, but there are a lot of teams drafting them in that second round. The Colts, maybe the Colts go somewhere else in the first round, and then on the swing – They'll draft a guy like Jake Fromm or store him behind Brissett for a year. Uh, you're listening to this Monday morning. The people who are here with us at our live audience, I have a seven-round mock draft coming up Monday morning because I have no life Ooh. and apparently don't like my girlfriend. I have him going to the Vikings in the second round. Perfect fit. Go play in the Dome. Kirk Cousins has one year left on his deal, and you're the same quarterback. Like, I, I, think they're, I think they're mirror images of each other. With Jake Fromm, the one thing that could eventually bite us and we could get cold-ticked on this his talent level also dropped off this year. And I know we talked, it's Georgia, but you have two offensive tackles drafted. You have DeAndre Swift. The receiver talent really dropped off. Uh, Isaac Nada goes to the draft, so you lose some talent and production at the tight end position. Jake Fromm, you're never going to look at him. He could walk in this room right now and no one would know who he is, and he might be here. Well, he was, he was here the other but day, he, I mean, so he hopefully he's right. not around again. Yeah, if he is, cool, Jake Levin. Yeah, but, you know, he's not he's that big, big physically guy. imposing quarterback where you're like, oh, my God. Like, I can remember meeting Cam Newton and being like, that's, that's quarterback. Like, that's... 
245. Someone Jake did ask him for a picture. I just want to be clear. Jake with that. from? Yeah. Georgia fans travel well. We yes, know that. We know that from Tailgate Tour. Georgia fans you are know, the real Matt, deal. You mentioned, though, that if we could get burned here and get put on cold takes. I also think you could for saying that he's not going to be good. I think that we could look back at Jake Fromm in a couple years and say, man, he was getting it done in the SEC. Look at the schools that he's done it against. And that offense has not really been quarterback-centered. He turns around and he hands the ball off a lot. This year there was no talent at receiver. Uh, Freshman came in and took that job. And Pickens is going to be a good receiver. But it also wouldn't surprise me if a guy like Fromm really was a good, solid starter in the NFL for a long time. I think he'd be Alex Smith. A couple Pro Bowls, exactly. Which he had a really, really good career before he got hurt. I think that's a great point, though, Melo. Something that we don't do enough, even on the show, but definitely draft media doesn't do enough. How do you analyze a guy in an offense that is not LSU's offense? Yeah, what are you asking him to do? Exactly. I mean, there wasn't a Jamar Chase. And I know they have really good skill players, especially when they're not throwing punches. But once again, exactly. When they're on the field, they're not suspended. So when it comes down to it, you do need to take a look at it from Fromm and say, listen, he wasn't asked to do a whole lot. Yeah, and that's why uh, the quarterback evaluation, I always say it starts in January because you can watch guys on the field. You watch the film. We've seen, I think we've seen Joe Burrow play five times in the last two years in person. And so now it's okay. Now it's more the tape study. What, what can you do, which is the essence of scouting? What can you do, not what didn't you do or can't you do? Let's take a break, guys. When we come back, we're going to have Kenny Vaccaro on the show. We've got some hats to give. Melo, chuck some hats at these people. Throw some hats out there. We have some hats to give away. <laughs> Taco Bell being given away. Hit the Niners fans over there. No. Yeah. Mello's about as accurate as Mahomes is going to be tomorrow night. So, uh, and you only throws was left, apparently. You know I did the same thing. I don't right. know why. There we go. I'll get the Niners fans. Here we go. Look at that. Jimmy G-style accuracy over here. All right, we'll be back right after this. We are back here at Stick to Football, taking over the BR Gridiron House, 1111 Lincoln Road. I'm going to keep saying that address, even though... Um, People can't get here. We'll be gone by the time they hear this. It's just, I've been told for two weeks, say the address, say the address. And then I finally learned how to say it right. And then you're gone. Yeah, so, happens. Happens. But we are going to have Kenny Vaccaro here uh, shortly. There was a little bit of a mix-up with the address. Uh, That might be my fault. It was my fault. Ah, it's been a long two weeks. At least it's so, all on Lincoln yeah, Road. Yeah, yeah, he'll be here shortly. It's my fault. Um, we'll, we'll get him from a free hat and, and make up for it. But one thing we did want to talk about, we've got an amazing live audience here. Keep showing up. i got more hats to throw. You know these guys can't hit you, but I can. Uh, we got some hats, which I'm by far the worst athlete of the three of us, which is funny. What we do want to talk about is free agent quarterback buzz because Tom Brady is tweeting cryptic photos. Drew Brees is maybe going to retire. Taysom Hill has been anointed the heir apparent there, and he's a restricted free agent this year, something that we have to talk about. Phillip Rivers has moved his family to Florida. Now that we're here, I do understand why. Definitely understand why. Yeah, but they're in Tampa. Here. They're not Miami. Yeah. There's a big has difference. That, he's leaving L.A. Yeah. I don't, was that actually confirmed? Because I know people were speculating that it was Tampa. Phil's not going to Miami with no, his nine kids. Nothing against Tampa. <laughs> I just cannot imagine... Well, the, anyone no would live there. We got two Tampa fans right in front uh-huh. of us. That's why we're going hard on, on Tampa. I shouldn't talk a lot of shit about Tampa, too, because we're going to be this time next year. That's literally where we'll be, right? Isn't I that thought you were going to say because you're from New Jersey. <laughs> yeah, well, all right. Uh, Jersey's much better than Tampa. We're not yeah, going there. No, I'm just trying to help these guys out. And I'm from New York. Yes, we yes, do this know, every time. I'm the from Super Bowl is in Tampa next year. It is year, in though. Tampa next year. So you so guys give us some, some tips for next year on where to, where to be, where to hang out. Let's talk about where these quarterbacks are going to be, though. Tom Brady, let's not pretend like any of us knows where he's going to go. Uh, Adam Schefter or Jay Glazer will break that news, and then we'll we'll react to it. Or Brady will on social media. That's maybe more like it. It does feel different this time, though. I want to make that clear. It doesn't feel like the same old, you know, they'll just get an extension done, and he'll Mm -hmm. take the – the fact that it's coming out that he's done with the discounts, and then the cryptic photo, and the rumors that he cleaned out his personal suite at Gillette – which could be true, could not be true. There's just something different. And one thing we're not talking about here enough, guys, is maybe it's Bill. Maybe it's not up to Tom. Maybe Bill is just like, you know what? This ship has ran its course. I'm going to draft a quarterback or I'm going to sign a quarterback that I feel better about right now. He's probably tired of watching the quarterback he wanted go win games for the 49ers. How many times can you do it? And even, we forget, they had Jacoby Brissett, who I know he's not all world but he's won a lot of football games in the nfl he's had younger quarterbacks that could have stepped in in that system and had success so how much longer is bill going to keep passing on the chance to groom guy he's not getting any younger no he's the second oldest coach in the nfl right and he'll probably coach until he literally can't move anymore but i think it is interesting that like 
this is well known that they wanted to keep Jimmy Garoppolo and were open to trading Tom Brady and Robert Kraft stepped in and said no. So we can I actually believe both what you're saying of man maybe Bill's just done. That doesn't matter. It matters if Robert Kraft is done cuz old old BK is signing the checks. So as long as he wants Tom Brady, he's going to get Tom Brady. Assuming Tom Brady does want to be there. That is a big I part could of also see Tom Brady just wanting to mess with everybody and send all these messages of, oh, I might be leaving. It's real. This it's time. like the first time it's it's just career. Career. <laughs> he's not doing anything this week, Super Bowl week. And he's like, you know how when AB every Sunday morning, you'd be some wild AB tweet. It's like, oh, he misses football. He's going to get crazy on Twitter. Maybe Tom just misses the Super Bowl. So he's like, I'm going to stir up some shit. I'm going to get on Instagram and post a photo that you can't tell which direction I'm walking. <laughs> so if not, Tom, what, what, which is one free agent quarterback that you could see actually going there that's realistic? To, to be New the starter? England? Yeah. Jared Stidham. Well, he's yeah. be to the punch. <laughs> I, I've heard they really like Jared Stidham. Enough yeah. where you go into the year and you go, Jared Stidham is our guy? Maybe. I, I don't. It's tough because I think what they would see is we have a quarterback now in a rookie deal. Let's just load up everywhere else because it's something they've never really been able to do under the modern salary cap structure of we have a quarterback on a rookie deal. Let's go get some free agents. Let's get Hunter Henry. Let's get A.J. Green. Let's, yeah, I guess. But Tom it, makes like $15 million on the cap. That's right, not a that's, lot. It's not a lot. Yeah. But I, I think I do think with Stidham, they like him enough to feel comfortable that we haven't seen them add anyone else. And I know it's only been a year, so they couldn't have drafted. That could definitely change. But there are, def- there are a lot of people around the league that think that Stidham is good enough to be the guy. I think Teddy is the perfect person to go there. I agree with that, actually. I, and, like, Philip Rivers isn't going to fit in in New England. No. I don't think he I wants to go Phil's there. I don't know what left. I, he almost I got know. benched. I don't think he has anything left. I think Philip Rivers is like, we're just, it's like, he's so funny, and he's got nine kids, and mm-hmm. he wears a bolo tie. So we're like, oh, where's Philip Rivers going to go? And the Saints have already pretty much said Taysom Hill is the next guy. They're not going to yeah. look at Teddy Bridgewater. So if I'm him, I'm out of there. And wasn't it Peter King that said Andy Dalton? Could be potential for New England. England. That's that very believable. Yeah. After we just went on this rant, how Jake Fromm is Kirk Cousins, right. Andy Dalton. <laughs> and now it's like, oh, man, maybe New England. And so I, also other places that, that you really can't rule out for Tom Brady. That, there's been talk about Tampa. we got a Bucks fan here. Tom Brady in Tampa. Bruce Arians, like you said earlier, Connor, he doesn't have much time left. And you have Mike Evans. You have Chris Godwin. A decent line. A very quarterback-friendly scheme. Rojo had a nice breakout year, yeah. it felt like. So there's, there's, a a lot, there's a lot of options there. And I think Tampa's a spot. What about the Colts? Do you think he would go back and like just like take Manning's house from him? I think he him? would. If there is something going on in that locker room between him and Bill, I think that the Colts have to become the favorite. I think that he would be the guy that says, you know what? You don't want me here? Fine. I'll go to Indianapolis. I'll try to win a Super Bowl there where Peyton did it. Well, I think it also says something about you know playing indoors right now. I think that could mean a lot to him. And I know that... Chris Ballard is well-respected around the league where you trust him to build the roster. Frank and most Frank importantly, the offensive line. That's something that's going to matter a lot yeah. in all of this. Just take Quentin Nelson and have him pick up Tom Brady at the airport. Yeah. <laughs> right, with his years. You're not leaving. Right. How's that? But yeah. we can't forget, they do have one more year, no matter what, of Jacoby Brissett. I'm not saying Jacoby wouldn't take a back for decent money. Yeah. yeah, for decent money, enough. So, And then one guy we have to talk about today, and I'm sure we're going to get to ask Kenny about this, is, of course, Ryan Tannehill. And I do think this one gets done, just to be clear. I don't think Tennessee is going to open this hole at quarterback because they're going to be obviously picking very late in this draft where they're not going to get a guy for next year. I just look at the Ryan Tannehill situation, and it feels like franchise tag or extension and nothing else, to be honest with you. He's 32 years old. He just had the best year of his life as a quarterback. I think one of the tags makes the most sense, whether it's the the franchise tag or they're getting him to come back on a conditional tag where – you know, oh, well, we have the right to a first refusal. We'll see what happens. We're going to get a pick if you leave. But I agree. Like, you you can't let him leave. You've been looking for a quarterback since Steve McNair. And you finally have someone that can get you to the AFC Championship game, whether, whether it was all him or not. He got you to that point. I do worry that the Titans could be another Jaguars, though, where it's like you have a great defense and a quarterback makes an improbable run. So you and keep you hang around for a little bit too long. And you, yeah, it's like when you date the crazy girl and you're like, no, 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 it's okay. It'll get better. You're the veteran with that one. I almost think the franchise tag makes sense for both sides. It does. I do. Because I think, number one, it's a lot of money, of course, for Ryan Tannehill in one season, money that he will glad. And he made a lot of money in Miami. Let's not forget that. It's a lot of money, but it's also a one-year window where if Ryan Tannehill has replicates the success of this past year, he can go into next year at the negotiating table and say, what, I'm 32 years old. Give me a Kirk Cousins kind of deal. Give me $100 million, most of it guaranteed for the next three to four years, whatever it may be. So I think the franchise tag really makes sense for both sides. And let's not forget, this is a team that also has to get 
We'll see. I don't know if they're going to get it done, but a contract extension done with Derrick Henry. And he wants a lot of money. He said he the wants, floor is the Zeke Elliott the deal. The floor is the Zeke Elliott deal. Which, if you're Derrick Henry, you should be here on every single show saying that. You should go get your money. When when you're getting, getting the ball as many times as Derrick Henry got the ball this year, and you're you know going to be, what, 26 years old, a running back in the NFL, you get one shot. To get this kind of contract, you One don't opportunity. get. You really don't get. There we go. To achieve everything you've ever wanted. Yes. <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> you're you're right. He's got to cash in on it right now. Yeah. Because we, you, especially you, Matt, have been talking for a long time about how long is that body going to hold up. One more contract. I'll guarantee that. He proved me wrong on his first one. He's got one more contract in him, whether it's a four-year or five-year deal. He's got to cash in on it. Um, I wouldn't take the franchise tag, but I also don't think he's going to get Zeke Elliott money. We've seen running backs try to test it. Melvin Gordon said he was going to hold out, and then guess what? He came back and was like, you know what? No, I'm good. I'll play. <laughs> I need to make some I mean, Le- 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 Bell held out and took less money than he was offered and originally. No offense, Connor went to a worse team. Yeah, of course he yeah. did. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, it I used not to be out. such a running back guy. You know, oh, running backs are amazing. You need a running back. You got to run to win. Now I'm like, man, I would use you like a rented car. Like I will draft you the 49ers. four years, five years, whatever, and you're out. The Niners because the scheme they can find guys undrafted, late rounders. Your Chiefs, Damian Williams. Bringing a guy off the street and he's their starting running back. It's just there are too many good athletes who can play running back to, to and to pay one twenty million dollars a year or whatever he's expected twenty four million. Is that it? That's that's ridiculous. There's no way I would pay. I wouldn't pay any running back in the NFL that money. You just can't do it because of the, the chance of injury. Obviously, the amount of cap it takes up and replicating the production so easy. We do it every day. I'm every uh, week on Mock Draft Monday. I know Matt, you like this pick. If you're the Titans, you can actually you can't really get a quarterback replacement at the end of the first round. But you can, and I love Derrick Henry, and I hate to say it, but you can get a Derrick Henry replacement at the end of the first round, and you can take your pick of which one you like. J.K. Dobbins, Jonathan Taylor. I mean, the list really goes on and on between those guys. Clyde Edwards-Alaire. I mean, if you want to go around two, you go Clyde Edwards-Alaire. You have DeAndre Swift. Is he going to sneak into the first round, or is he going to be a second-round guy? But the point is, you can find running backs all the time, and it just makes it so hard for you to tie up that amount of cap space into one. And we will ask Kenny about this. Don't forget the right tackle, Jack Conklin. They rolled the dice thinking that he, he had some injuries. His play dropped off. They rolled the dice on him. Didn't pick up his fifth-year option. Now he's going to become a free agent. He's going to get paid very well in the open market. So that affects the quarterbacks as well because how much money do the Titans have? You can't. It's like Dallas. You can't pay everyone. Yeah, and, and that's going to be an interesting and the Cowboys, situation. Yeah, they're another team that's getting to a spot that it's, it's almost impossible to keep everybody happy with that money. Teddy Bridgewater, you guys said New England is good for him. For him. I think Indy's a good fit for Teddy. I, uh, I think the Chargers are a good fit for Teddy. Do you, do you I don't want him Indy out in the cold throwing. Do you think Indy would bring in a guy like Teddy Bridgewater when you already have Brissett? The Tampa fans are like, please, we want Teddy. <laughs> and I'll, I'll, I know you're never supposed to do He's this on the podcast, guy, but I'll, I'll address the crowd. He can't throw deep. And Bruce Arians, you got to throw deep. Teddy just can't do it. So you <laughs> just move the sticks, yeah. So I mean, I, I know Teddy is like the—he's the bell of the ball right now. Everyone wants Teddy Bridgewater because he went five and zero, looks really good, and I, I loved him coming out of the draft. Everyone, I'm sure, remembers that. Teddy was my guy, um, and I think a warm climate for him is the best possible situation. Well, and we also forget—I mean, Teddy is 27 years old. He turned 27 in November. Yeah, so, he's and a I baby. know. It's a little different looking at his age because you go, well, the injury concerns are still obviously there. But the fact is, if you believe that he can stay healthy, you can actually build around him for the next couple of years instead yeah. of a lot of these guys. Like, Rivers and Brady feel like these one, two-year one band-aid guys that you're just praying have another year left in the tank for them. Where I don't I don't feel like that with Teddy. Well, the two guys then that I want to ask you about, Jameis Winston and Marcus Mariota. You're talking about young guys. And we've seen some quarterbacks just get out of, you know, Ryan Tannehill's one. You get a, re- a fresh start. And you go to another team, you have some success. Carson Palmer was one of those guys. He just kind of you know got stagnant in Cincinnati, goes to the Raiders, and eh, it doesn't work great. But then he goes to Arizona, and he's playing in Super Bowls. So I think when you look at Jameis Winston, who obviously thirty and thirty this year, not great, not where you want to be. Great Marcus, baseball, great. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. When, when Barry Bonds or King Griffey do it, a little different. You do a football, it's just uh, embarrassing. Marcus Mariota obviously benched this year for Ryan Tannehill, a guy who just was so conservative with the football it almost paralyzed the offense. I don't personally see any situation where those two guys go somewhere and they're a clear-cut starter. And 
I know Jameis is probably going to want starter money. Chicago has to add someone, and they both would be such a good fit for Chicago, even though they're very different quarterbacks. Having the chance to work with Matt Nagy, I, I think it would be very intriguing to those guys. Yeah, and like you said, they do have to bring somebody in. Mariota might be like a sneaky favorite for the Patriots. I could see him going in there and working very well. But I, I don't see either one of those guys getting starter money or probably not just like a clear-cut starter position. I think it will be a lot more like what we saw with Tannehill where he comes in on a one-year prove-it deal. And then maybe somebody falls in love with one of those guys and they like him. I think Mariota's future is probably a career backup from now on. Uh, he just didn't impress. Jameis, he threw 30 touchdowns. Somebody might like that. He also threw the 30 interceptions. I wouldn't pay him. Somebody might. It might be Bruce Arians. I mean, where do you even begin to structure that deal? With Jameis? Yes. I think you say, we'll give you $20 million and you give us a million back for every interception you throw. Yeah, well, then you play for free. I know you yeah. can't do that, but that's what I would do. Like, Thank or, you. We'll give you twenty five. We'll give you $25 million. You the negative incentives? You give us a million dollars. Why can't you do that? You should be able to do that. And then you make money at the end of the year. Right? It's like people that buy solar Why panels. Why am I not a general house? manager yet, guys? And because what you just proposed <laughs> is not legal. The CBA. Uh. <laughs> it's like, uh, no, you actually cannot do that. Our guy Kenny's almost here. Traffic is uh, crazy. I love everything about Miami, but the traffic. It's Super Bowl week. Super Bowl week, you expect it. I think New Orleans traffic was the worst I've ever seen for a Super Bowl week. Like, I One day I walked a mile and a half, which anyone who knows me knows I don't do that. And it was just like, it was faster to walk a mile and a half than to sit in a car for like two hours. So I don't know how people do it. You not, just not for me. sweat through everything, just, but it's all right. Yeah, like like Mello. If you're watching the YouTube, we're just Shut wiping up. Mello we're down talk about constantly. It. And if you talk about it, he's going to have to start sweating. Yeah, the one thing Mello asked was, please don't talk about it during the show. It'll make it worse. And yeah. Matt just had to, had like, to give him that A lot of people sweat in different ways. Mine all comes from my head. Yeah. I have no back sweat. I have nothing below sweat. the belt. All, it's all everywhere. Uh, as I'm sitting here, guys, it's Saturday afternoon. We're at the BR Gridiron House. Uh, a story is kind of percolating around Twitter that uh, the Titans met with Jordan Love at the Senior Bowl. Not just like a scout, but the GM John Robinson did. Before we go to break, wouldn't that be crazy? It's like you just got beat by Patrick Mahomes, so you go draft the junior version of him. I mean, isn't that kind of the what you do, though? That is exactly like, what you do. I, I wouldn't. I'm not in love I, I, with I, Herbert <laughs> or Love. Uh, I would rather roll the dice in the second round if I'm the Titans on Jake Fromm or, or even... I would just bring back Tannehill at that point. Yes. I, I, I really am not impressed. I know they both had a very good senior bowl week, but for me that comes from the bar was so low coming in for them that it's like, oh, okay, you guys can actually throw the ball pretty well. That It's those mental mistakes from both of them, taking chances, throwing into double coverage, not getting to reads. How's that going to get better when the game gets faster? It's not. It's not at all. And that's going to be a problem. Well, and I think that was a Carson Wentz concern. It's like, oh, that trigger's a little slow. That's not going to get better with everyone being faster. Exactly. It just feels like a little bit of an overreaction, I think, when you look at it. Just because, you know, you want the guy... That beats you. Let's let's be real. Like Pat Mahomes are just they're not going to grow on trees every year in the NFL yeah. draft. And yeah. Mello and I have gone into this, and, and I know Matt, you felt the same too. It's just with Jordan Love that you know you watch the 2018 film and it's good. I think the numbers might inflate it a little bit. You expect even more. I just think he's got at least a year away. And, and do we think he's going to sit there and fall to the Titans pick? Because I don't. So they're mortgaging more picks to go up and get him. That would be a really that's, that's a really good point though, Connor, because we don't like him that much, but somebody's going to. And it's going to be somebody in the top 10, uh, whether it's the Colts or the Bucks or somebody. If I'm the Titans, I'm not moving up after I just – that's a big jump. And you, might have, to replace, you might have to replace some spots. I mean, after mm-hmm. good seasons, guys are going to get paid and guys are going to leave. Derrick Henry. Is the number Conklin, one. Conklin. Yeah. We're yeah. talking about it. it, just, it Logan Ryan's also a free agent on defense. They need another edge rusher. They probably get younger on the D-line again after drafting Jeffrey Simmons. So how about we just talk to a Tennessee Titan about what the Titans should do. Take a break. We come back. Tennessee Titans safety and former Texas Longhorn Kenny Vaccaro is going to sit down with Stick to Football. Guys, we are back with Tennessee Titans safety Kenny Vaccaro, and maybe more importantly to Melo and I, former Texas Longhorn safety hey, Kenny Vaccaro. There we go. Welcome, buddy. Thanks for uh, it was a it was a hell getting you here because I gave you the wrong address, so my bad. Uh, after this, we're gonna let Kenny tackle me. It's nah, gonna be the payback. Chill out, chill out, chill out, chill out. Okay, right. no, no, Kenny, I want to see it. So please, yeah, let's, <laughs> let's make it happen, dude. This is my guy, though. He's been supporting me since uh, since I got to the league, so it's been dope. Obviously, he's a Texas fan, so. Yeah. It's, been, it's been smooth having this guy on my side. So I, I have to break it to you. I am a Chiefs fan Yeah, here. Give us some keys. What were you guys looking for on how to stop the <laughs> Kansas City Chiefs? Well, it starts with Patrick Mahomes, obviously. And um, I think the main thing that the 49ers need to do, obviously, is get pressure. If you don't get pressure on them, to me, honestly, 
he's the best player in the league. Like, just playing against him and, like, you blitz him, he can backpedal 20 yards and still throw at 30. So he's throwing 50 yards for a 30-yard pass. Um, he's, you, you say when you're in zone, read the eyes of the quarterback. He throws no looks. Um, <laughs> it's just – he make, he make, he makes it, he makes the engine go. You had to stop Lamar Jackson and then Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. How was Pat different than Lamar? Uh, I think, see, with Lamar, it was, you know, they had their system. They did a great job of building around him. And when they call the play, they run the play. Pat can change the protection, change the play. Honestly, like, that's what, that's what I, that, that, that was the main difference that, all right, if I'm playing dime backer, all right, two fours coming. You know, let's slide the line to him, and then we'll, you know. So he, he knew how to, like, prevent the team from being in bad situations. And then, obviously, his arm and his accuracy, there's just no, there's nobody like him. Like, I mean, people say Aaron Rodgers had the same, you know, talent. Um, but for me, when you can make every throw on the run, backpedaling, um, under duress, I mean. You can't stop it. What are you going to do? Yeah. <laughs> you can pressure him, but he's still going to make the throw. So. It felt like for you guys this year, as you kept winning and winning, people were like, oh, like the, the Titans. Like, where did this come yeah. from? But it probably didn't feel like that to you, right? No, it did. Yeah. Why do you think people overlooked you guys so much? you think it's because of the quarterback instability or no, what do you think I, it is? I think it's anytime you're 2-4 and four and you make a quarterback change, right, it's, oh, uh, this is a rebuilding year. We're going to see where the Titans go, right? I mean, everybody just wrote us off immediately. Like, as soon as they pull my boy Marcus, you know, who handled the situation phenomenally, um, it's like – all right, let's write the Titans off. Then all of a sudden, you know, we go 7-10 in the next 10, next 10 games, and now we're, we're sitting in the AFC Championship against the Chiefs. And nobody thought we were going to beat the uh, the Ravens. I mean, it was that was a, a landslide, right? Um, the spread so, was like over 14 points. Right, 14. No, so yeah, it's guaranteed. I mean, a lot of people yeah. lost money in Vegas, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> which makes you happy. Uh, we were actually, Melo and I were at the game, the AFC Championship game. Uh, how do you stay warm when it is that cold? I wasn't that cold. It was weird. I, I was I, I, the whole week leading up. I'm like, man, we're gonna play in five degrees or whatever, whatever it was with yeah. the wind chill. I was so worried, but it, it was not bad. I think Kansas City has the heated field. Yeah, they so, do. So the so field that, was not cold. Yeah, and then I had a scuba diving like cutoff on, so my body, my whole body was warm. Um, I wore like the ski mask thing. That was it. That's, man, that's what I'm doing next. Uh, next year, tailgating at Arrowhead, get the ski. Yeah, you ski just have suit. to talk to the players and figure out what they do, and then we'll bring it to I them. I mean, when you're playing, too, your body's so hot. The drilling's going. I mean, you're in, you know, you're in Kansas City, one of the best stadiums in the league. I mean, nobody gets fucked by the cold, bro. Right. <laughs> right, right. I drank half a gallon of moonshine to try to keep myself warm. I, I don't remember if it worked out I drank out half for a gallon of moonshine last night. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, yeah. But Melo has a present for you, though. Yeah, uh, we're giving out free shirts and everything. I thought you I'm might. I'm not going <laughs> to. I respect my boy. I'm good. <laughs> yeah, no, no T-shirt for you. Uh, uh, Kenny, obviously we, we heard so much about Vrabel and, you know, the yeah. cut, there's kids here, but the cutting off. Uh, oh, sorry about my language. Nah, nah, you're all right. Uh, how, is he the craziest coach you've ever had in a good way? No, I just think he's one of the guys. I don't think yeah. he's crazy. I just think he's authentic. Um, I hit him the other night. He was like, yeah, I'm off the grid tonight, but I'll link up tomorrow. Like, just – Relates. Just, the, just the fact that we're texting, you're texting your head coach, yeah. and he's he's so he, he's just a he really is a you, you hear a players coach all the time, but there's he really is one though. Like there's a not everybody's like that. Um, you know he's he's around, I think he's here doing events, and you know he has friends. I mean, you know he has former players that are still playing in the league. You know, so he's a he's a special special coach. How different is he from Mac Brown, who you played under? <laughs> It's like night and day. I mean, age difference, obviously. Right. But, uh, I mean, it's different. It's different eras. You know, it's just, it's just different. Mac Brown was more, you know, to me, of like a father figure. I lost my dad when I was 15. So, like, when I got to Texas, that was the first time I had somebody kind of over me, you know, kind of guiding me as, as a male figure. So, um, Mac Brown was kind of that. He didn't really – he didn't positional coach. Like, Vrabel will have, like, the pad on. He'll be doing, like, hand work. Like, with me, he'll have me striking him. Mac Brown was kind of, you know, oversaw like his whole staff. Yeah. How important was it that relationship with Vrabel that brought you to Tennessee? I mean, I didn't have one before I got to Tennessee, so right. I kind of took a chance, right? So, I mean, he was a new coach. He was a new coach. Um, it was a crazy situation because I was going to probably, you know, that year the safety market was crazy. I, I, was, I was confused, right? And uh, I was actually probably going to sound like the Jets on just some like whatever, like. If I'm not, I'm going to play football regardless. And then, you know, Jonathan Sipper and Terrence ACL. 
and then I end up signing with Tennessee, and the rest is history. And then you get a four-year extension after that, which is nice. Yeah, I, I, I think it was really honestly like this might be cliche to say, but like God's timing. I had to wait one more year, you know, to like figure out exactly where I was going to be. Because I mean, how do you you don't go from, you know, playing ball like I did like in the playoffs this year to why, why I'm not on the team a year ago. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I was the same player then. So. But that's what I wanted to ask you. You were so productive in New Orleans. Obviously, yeah. first-round pick. And then you're waiting. And then same guy in Tennessee. And they're like, oh, now we'll give him a four-year I don't understand. Like, I, I, I don't understand. The market just doesn't make My, sense. You know, I had the best agent in the world, David Mulligetta. And yep. I, I said, what's wrong? He said, every every team says, just wow. We don't know why. That's crazy. I mean, I don't, I don't, it doesn't matter, though. Like, we're good out. now. I'm here talking yeah, to y'all. Yeah, yeah. I'm drinking beer. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't really get, I don't really care. I'm just saying, how does that How does that even happen? You know, it's, it's a weird market in the NFL. Do you think you I mean, even Tyron. Tyron signed a one for seven. Morgan yeah. Burnett signed a – I don't even know. I don't even know if he's – you know, like, I don't, like the whole market was just completely gone. And all of a sudden, the next year, everybody gets d- damn near max deals. Because the year before that, Tony Jefferson got paid. And I remember looking at it being That like, was my comp. That was – I, I, I yeah. actually told my agent, like, that's my – so going into that free agency, I was like, Tony's my boy. I love him. Love him. Even death. though he went to you. And I was like, listen, I want whatever Tony got. That's and then reasonable. it went from that to, bitch, you better, better, <laughs> better play te- special teams. <laughs> but, I mean, it all worked out. You know, I'm really not tripping. I mean, thank God I was, you know, I was the first-round pick. I wasn't, it wasn't like I was like, oh, I need to get a new deal. Like, I, I had been blessed already. But um, it's crazy how it works out. Do you, do you think your quarterback is going to be in a similar role this year? I mean, Greg, Ryan Tannehill took that one-year deal with Tennessee. Do you think? I mean, Braden doesn't want me to talk about anybody's contract, but you know, Ryan did a great job. Um, I mean, why would you want to do, break up what we did? That's all. I, I mean, I don't want to comment on anybody else's situation. It's business, man. You never know what's going to happen. Um, I mean, Derek's a free agent too. You know, he's a big part of what we did, and I mean, everybody's asking the same question: like, how much are they going to get paid? When are they going to get signed? But I, I, I don't know. I just, I, I know we made a run, and the group of guys that I was playing with, you know, we all came together, you know, and did what a lot of people think we couldn't do. So whether it's now it's on John Robinson if he wants to split that up. How hard is it to tackle Derrick Henry? I, I warned you I was going to ask you this. I tell him out there every game. I, I tear both his ACLs if we ever played against each other. Like, <laughs> right at the I, I told you that. Yeah. Right. Like, it's the only way to do it. Some guys try to stay up, go high. I'm like, bro, his arms are twice the length of mine. He's, he's 250. I mean, I don't know. So you probably had a pretty good view of the Patriots players. It looked like they were ducking out of the way. They wanted no part of tackling. What was the conversation in the locker room? I mean, like? when you know, it's you know, it's week seven, week eighteen of the season, and it's cold and rainy, yeah. and every every hit hurts a little more when you're tackling a two hundred fifty pound back that runs a four four. Yeah, it's I've, I have never seen anyone like him, which is why I miss so badly on him. It's like there's no one like this, you know. There's Eddie George wasn't even that big. You know, if, if you go back to that. Uh, Eddie's big. Got, Eddie's big. Eddie's, he talks to us. He's big. We, we actually we talked to him this week, and we were like, and he said the same thing you did. Why would you break that up? Why would you break up this team that, that just got together and had this amazing run? Exactly. And I just think, you know, sometimes people overthink overthink it. Like, oh, we need a guy that can do this or this. Nah, just just let us be us. Let let us be the underdog every game. And, you know, we'll come out and do what we did, and, and that's fine. Um, yeah, I just – I think a lot of times people overthink the whole situation of, like, how a team's built. Like with Lamar, everybody was hating on Lamar so like After his rookie year, oh, he'll never do this. Yeah, and you heard who, who, was the dude, who was the person that said uh, – Bill Pullian. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Anyways, and I'm sure, I'm sure you weren't like oh, – did you have number one on your board? No. 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 It's fine. But yeah. People, you don't understand, like, certain teams, certain, you know, bringing guys together, it's, it's, it's different. In football, that's why football is the best sport. It's the only sport that – you got to bring 53 guys together to accomplish the same goal. Someone we were really high on was Jeffrey Simmons coming out of the draft. Mm-hmm. And what was it like when he got back healthy, being a guy in the back end, but having someone up front like that wreaking havoc? First off, he's an athletic freak. Obviously, he's, he's eight months removed from surgery. He's back at D tackle, and he's playing football. That's all. I, I shouldn't have to say anything else. Yeah, <laughs> he's 300, you know, 15 pounds, doing that off of ACL, a D tackle. I told him today. I saw him yesterday. I say, like, if you start playing with like. He's so strong. He just stand. He don't even have to play a pad level. He's so strong. Yeah. I said, you start playing pad level, nobody will ever, ever block you. And maybe they won't next year. I told him. Honestly. I told him. I was like, I, mean, I said, when are you going to get your pads down and stop just grabbing people like this and bashing <laughs> the gun? <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, no, he's like he's just he is he's a he's a big monster, man. Um, before we let you get out of here, because I know you got some things you got to do. You're fine. I'm joy talking right now. You might as well keep go. me going. Right, let's yeah. just keep going. Yeah. Yeah. I don't have anywhere. We to be. want to ask you about non-football stuff. We right. know you're busy with Twitch. I would say you do like two Twitch, careers, which is like you're busier <laughs> on Twitch than you're on football. Is that, uh, a, is that I mean, a source of? I mean, I just started. Honestly, like here's the story. So in college, I didn't play no video games. Period. I played when I was younger. I stopped in college. I was partying way too much. My fiance's over there. She'll probably say, "Yeah, fuck him." Uh, anyways, and I um, I broke my ankle my rookie year, which I think changed the course of my career. But we'll talk about that later. Anyways, I had a spiral break, and I was like, "Man, what am I gonna do?" I just I was sitting there, and I just picked up my. I, I bought another PlayStation. I was like, "Let me play again." And I mean, next thing you know, now I'm on you know streaming. I'm partnered with Twitch already. Um, honestly, like. I know people laugh about it, but esports is the fe- is there's so much money and it's the future of our world. Have y'all seen Ready Player One? Has anybody seen that movie? I saw That's going to be our future. I'm telling y'all, people can escape from the reality that they're in and play a game and be somebody that they never thought they could be. I'm, t- I'm telling y'all, I'm telling you, that's just the f- people. People want to escape from reality, whether it's you know whether it's watching me stream, whether it's doing drugs, whether it's playing a video game. I feel like the American dream is to escape from what you're like what you're really living. Which, whether that's bad or not, I don't know. I just feel like that's the future. So what's the game of choice for you? I play Destiny, and that's the only thing. I, and a lot of people don't play it. Like, people stop playing it. I never switched to Fortnite. I never went to, you know, I don't play Madden. I don't play sport games. I invest so much time into football, I'm not going to come home and play Madden. Yeah, you would Sorry, Madden, you're probably going to lower my rating again. <laughs> Fuck it, I don't care. Um, <laughs> I got hurt. And they, I was 88 at one point, and I got hurt, and they just, I ain't played it since. Anyways, but, um. <laughs> I just, I, I played, that was the first, I picked up this, the game, it just came out, Destiny. I was like, all right, let me play this. It was supposed to be the next Halo. Y'all remember Halo back yep. in the day? Everybody played it. Um, now, now I'm like boys with the, you know, the guy that runs it. I go, I'm going out to Bungie in two weeks. Um, I mean, this is what I do. How much time do you spend in Nashville, which uh, Melo and I go every year, we do a little spring break, and getting back to Texas, where you're from, where your yeah. roots are, where you went to college? How much time did I spend in Nashville? Yeah, just the season. Just the season. Like I'm already back in Austin. You know, um, Rack Rack Pokemon came the other, other day. He he's he invested in a whole esports like building. He's gonna have like 70 computers. He's doing uh, it's, it's crazy. He's doing. I mean, you know, Jamal Charles is down the street from me. You would love it. I mean, yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> how much how much time do you spend on the 40 acres though? Because I do feel None. like. None? Would you please go back and do some recruiting? <laughs> no, 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 no. Like, I was talking to Brendan Jones the other day, and he was asking about coverages. And No, no I definitely hang out with the guys and stuff. I just – I don't go – I mean, I, I need to go back to school. I need to finish it. Yeah. I didn't finish. I have, like, I think 12 hours left of electives. I can pick what I want. I don't know. <laughs> Is there I was going to go back this year, but There's we kept winning. Is. Yeah, what's your major in? <laughs> Physical culture and sports. Okay. Bullshit. I wanted to go to the NFL. Yeah. But, like, I was smart in high school. Like, I had a high GPA – I was in, you know, AP calculus, all that. But once I made a decision to play, like, it's hard to do both. Like, hats off to the guys that, you know, they're, yeah. you know, they're pre-med and they play football. It's hard. It, they tell you you can't do it. I wanted to be an architect when I first got to uh, Texas. Like, you're not going to be an architect. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> be you can't do it. The hours. Yeah. You know, I got 6 a.m. workouts, and I'm in my 8 a.m. class just like. Yeah, it would conflict too much. I was in, like, social work class, criminal justice at 8 a.m. Like, yeah. Dead ass sleep. Yep. Sorry to my teacher for that. <laughs> but uh, like, I, I, it, it, I had to. Like, I had to get some rest. What is uh, I mean, I, I know that we talk about Texas all the time. What is it going to take, everybody jokes, for them to be back? It, can they be? I mean, there was that run. I thought we were back. And then what happened? <laughs> yeah. What recruiting class were you at Texas? Who I was there with you? Uh, Alex Ogilfer, so Mason Walters, Garrett you Gilbert. Yeah, that's my boy. Uh-uh. No, he ain't going there. No, but that one game. But hang a lot though. So this is why Texas didn't continue winning. We told Robert Griffin he was a receiver. He won the Heisman. Johnny Menzel, we told him he wasn't. He was a safety. Baker Mayfield was in our backyard. Um, JT Barrett was in Houston. Who was who was the quarterback? Oregon. Justin Herbert. Uh, no, 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 no. Back when I was there. Um, Davis something. Was it Davis Webb? No. Before that. That was Cal. I know who you're talking about. I can't Anyways, Andrew Luck was in Houston um, at Stratford. I think Stratford High School. Um, Matt Stafford? You know, well, a lot of people say Matt Brown. I, I can only name then. five Heisman winners. Yeah, and he, yeah. stopped looking, he stopped doing the research. Well, he stopped scouting. What it, was, what it was, I think, 
you know, we invested all our resources in one player, and you know, this guy's going to be. I mean, because Garrett was Gary Player of the Year, you know, had an awesome high school career at Lake Travis. My kids go to Lake Travis now, by the way. Um, and you know, we. I think. I think sometimes you got to rec- you got to treat each recruiting class. You can't promise. Oh, we're not going to recruit anybody after. Right. Oh, yep. We got to rebuild. Like yeah. Yeah. we got to keep up. pumping this. Yeah. Keeping this train going. So when you when you met, when five Heisman quarterbacks come out of Texas and they don't go to your, to Texas. That's why we're at. We're at. Am I not right? No, I think you are right. And we'll see if Sam can can get it done this year. I'm missing but. some people. Like, there's more. Where Pat? Mah- Pat was in Texas. I yeah, that's yeah. a big one. That's yeah. a big one. Yeah. Yeah. I did ask him once. I was like, why didn't you go to Texas? And he said, they, they didn't recruit me. So he said, he said I was at a camp uh, in high school, and I went. And I've had they- so many of my friends tell me, man, I want to go to Texas so bad they didn't offer me because because you don't have to recruit outside the state. So a lot of my teammates that are from like outside the state. They're like, man, that's like Taylor Lewan. He's like, I want to go to Texas. If they had offered, I would have went immediately. It's it's crazy. Crazy. It just hurts. It just hurts to does. hear that now. The things that could have been for you guys, right? No, yeah. we'll be back. Chill, yeah. chill. Yeah. No, we'll be yeah. fine. We beat, beat the fuck. Sorry, my yeah, language. Good. We killed Georgia, like, like in the Sugar Bowl. That was a big win. They were, and I thought they were better than Alabama that year. In like Utah, when we beat them, Utah this year was a big win. As well, we just got to be consistent. We got to consistently beat the teams that we're supposed to be. Even when I was there, I mean, I don't even know. Like, it was just a lot of lose. Like, it was just all losing. You know what I'm saying? Like, no matter, it didn't matter what I did. I don't care that I was an All American or a first round draft pick because my, you know, my legacy at Texas. We didn't. You got to win championships. Like, that's the only thing that really matters. Yep. That's why, like, when we made this run this year, I didn't care about the Pro Bowl or All Pro or whatever. The fact that we made like Tennessee, like those those fans, they're going to be in the stadium next year. We went to AFC Championship. It doesn't matter how many Pro Bowlers you have, or that's just a joke, anyways. Y'all probably know that. Yeah, it's insane. Yeah, yeah sorry, NFL. That's all right. <laughs> no, it's, been, it's Kevin Byers, like, yeah. you should have been the like Logan Ryan should have made the Pro Bowl. He had 120 tackles, five sacks, five pick, like, as a corner. But Xavier yeah. Rhodes made it. Who, who is it? Dion yeah. didn't know Kevin not, Byard was. I'm not yeah. gonna yeah. argue like who shouldn't have made it. At the same time, we all work hard. We all wake up every yeah. day and we want to grind and make. I'm just saying, I just know who should have made it. Yep. I'm not even saying myself. I'm saying my teammates like. I was there every day about like me, KB, and Logan every day, 5:30 a.m. Bam, but we're not posting on Instagram for everybody. You know, it's all good. I ain't <laughs> it's all good. I ain't <laughs> you get Kenny worked up. All right, man, we gotta we gotta close our show. Get these people out of here. Thank you for coming by. You know, you're my man. It's been a while. It's been, been a while. We're supposed to meet long. up. I should have went to the Senior Bowl. I know. So Kenny is actually going to take my job when he retires. It's a it's a secret. It's crazy because but... I don't watch as much films as I used. To. Like I used to like know like what guys are coming out and I. I the further along you get in the league, the less you do it. Yeah. But um, but I still read all all the articles. There we go. Biggest yeah. fan right here. All right. Thanks for stopping by, man. That's our show live from the BR Gridiron House. Uh, check it out. Wednesday morning we'll be back in studio at home getting you ready for the NFL scouting combine. See you in February. Mm-hmm.